0: hello she he and they's welcome back to pamela's political outburst episode two with your lovely host pamela lava today we'll discuss women's sexuality and the external images that control them external images can refer to mass media and the perspectives of our community first let's recap on the last episode I discussed Where is the Love by June Jordan in the first episode of the podcast. Jordan made it clear that the meaning of being Black and a feminist is respecting and loving oneself first, before you can do the same to others. Self-love and respect allows us to accept other people, which also removes the importance of race, gender, religious identity, or sexuality, and focuses on the individual and their character. Of course, these identities are significant, but their character and personality will show their most authentic self. Jordan highlights that the unconditional love for people includes queer people. You shouldn't judge someone based on them loving somebody else differently than you do. A person's sexuality shouldn't change how you see the other person but you should always respect someone's identity. One of our main topics today is controlling images. And I believe that Patricia Hill Collins explains this very well. Um, She goes into the perspectives and historical examples of black women and how they were treated by people throughout history. Um, During the slave era, the term mami perceived black women as submissive and tameable. This is obviously very animalistic. Um, And this meant that they'd be great caregivers to their white families and their white children. Mass media and cultures still represent women as inferior members of their families due to the normalization of gender roles and labeling jobs and tasks as masculine or feminine. In my experience, I was restrained from wanting to do male-led duties and careers at school, but my parents educated me to work hard for what I wanted and to be happy. The only role they pushed for me to do at home was to cook for the family and serve the food. My dad always had to be served first. Obviously, this is machismo in my family's part, but it was a part of my culture growing up. Also, my paternal family has Afro-Latino ancestors, but I was never able to ask about their experience with slavery or racism during that time. In that regard, I'm unable to resonate with the history of Black women during slavery, but I'm willing to listen and educate myself. Back then, Black women were falsely understood or ignored by the media as being satisfied with their jobs and income due to exploitation. Currently, we have opened up careers to men and women, but the wages are completely different and unequal based on identity, race, and gender still to this day. Collins' discussion on mommies, matriarchs, and other controlling images states the labor history of Black women. Collins states that after World War II, Black women finally qualified for the U.S. welfare state entitlement. Black women were paid less than Black men and were most often the only provider in their families. It's unfortunate that even in this case, black women are shamed. When black women are struggling to raise their family and decide to ask for help, she's humiliated instead for changing the patriarchy and being too powerful. The white matriarchy in families shows the male being the main or only provider. Compared to the female that according to society and the media, should prioritize their children and their house management. Ironically, the economy's sexism is the chief issue that Black women need welfare. Applying for state welfare doesn't make someone lazy or less hardworking than other families, but it's necessary to survive in a biased society, or a racist society, especially during these times, and especially now. I feel like this issue is very much relevant to what is happening now. I hear a lot of shame for people of color having the need to apply for welfare state entitlements, which is absolutely not fair at all. Today, we also have a special guest, but unfortunately, they're not in the studio. They have sent me a message explaining their input on today's topic. Everyone welcome my mother, Penelope. Let's read her perspective. She says, Thank you for inviting me to Pamela's political outburst. The topic of woman sexuality was hard for me to think about until five years ago. I grew up in the countryside of Peru, where such topics were never discussed and God's word was final. As you might know, Peru is a predominantly Catholic state. When I moved to the capital years later, I was exposed to homosexuality or queerness now, and back then, people harassed and publicly hated gays and lesbians. I was never a part of the hate, but I never did anything to stop it either, because I was always told to mind my own business and that they were doing something wrong anyway. In my family, being queer meant that the parents didn't raise their child correctly, which is horrible to say but it was a form of speaking. Now that I have a child that is open-minded and caring, I see the wrong in those perspectives, those thoughts, and agree that to love oneself is to love others equally, like my daughter stated in her last episode. Thank you so much for sharing your experience, mom. I think that input is important to show a different perspective with different backgrounds um, on queer folk and the history of it all but thank you so much for tuning into episode two of Pamela's Political Outburst come back next week for episode three